Hello and welcome to another episode of Cypherma Research Podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the looming end of Pax Americana, as reported on by the Cypherma Research Team. Cypherma combines cyber intelligence with attack surface discovery and digital risk protection to deliver early warning, personalized, contextual, outside-in, and multi-layered insights. We have built the next generation of AI-powered threat intelligence platform called External Threat Landscape Management, ETLM, to provide cyber defenders with the hacker's view to help clients prepare for impending attacks. Cypherma is headquartered in Singapore with offices in Japan, India, the US, and the EU. Customers include both governments as well as Fortune 500 companies across manufacturing, financial services, retail, industrial products, natural resources, and pharmaceutical industries. Let's talk about Pax Americana and the fallout. The past two years have seen the most conflicts of any time since the end of the Second World War. With the world order fracturing and looming end of Pax Americana, there are many simmering conflicts that could erupt at any time or at least easily escalate into a major crisis with serious cyber fallout. Pax Americana, also called the Long Peace, as a term applied to the concept of relative peace in the Western Hemisphere and later in the world after the end of World War II in 1945, when the United States became the world's dominant economic, cultural, and military power. In this sense, Pax Americana has come to describe the military and economic position of the United States relative to other nations. This period, however, is nearing its end. After the so-called unipolar moment of the 1990s, the United States seemed to fritter away both the goodwill and the means that was deterring other actors on the world stage from disrupting the world order. By the early 2010s, the United States was bogged down in two losing wars in Afghanistan and Iraq and recovering from a financial crisis. The world, too, had changed, with power ebbing from Washington's singular pole to multiple emerging powers. Already in 2013 then-Secretary of State John Kerry remarked that the world is more like the 18th and 19th centuries, with multiple powers jockeying for status and engaging in power politics. Such a multipolar world, where several great powers jostle for advantage on the global stage, harbors the potential for more conflicts, large and small. Specifically, China has emerged as a great power seeking to influence the international system, whether by leveraging the economic allure of its Belt and Road Initiative or by militarily revising the status quo within its region. Russia does not have China's economic muscle, but it, too, seeks to dominate its region, establish itself as an influential global player, and revise the international order. Whether Russia or China is yet on an economic or military par with the United States hardly matters. Both are strong enough to challenge the U.S.-led international order by leveraging the revisionist sentiment they share with countries throughout the global south. There always have been forces trying to fracture the world order but those have been more or less successfully deterred by American power. However, deterrence is not a strong suit of the current U.S. administration. The international order is under more stress, in more places, than at any time since the chaotic aftermath of World War II. Right now Europe, the Middle East, and the Russian periphery are the locus of conflict. But the biggest danger may be in Asia, which is engaging in an unprecedented arms race. Despite Putin's aggression, it's in Asia where the rise of China has disrupted the existing balance of power the most severely. Anyone who is under the illusion that Asia is inherently a more peaceful place than Europe or the Middle East should read some history from before 1980. The Taiwan Strait is a perpetual flashpoint as China tries to coerce that island and force the US and its regional allies to prepare for a showdown. 
Tensions are rising in the South China Sea, as the Philippines are asserting its rights with greater verve. On the Korean Peninsula, Pyongyang is steadily improving its nuclear weapons and missile programs, while also fueling Putin's war by providing artillery ammunition and other resources. The United States, no longer has the vast military-industrial complex of the First Cold War and in case of hot war erupting in Asia it would be torn between three simultaneous conflicts in Europe, the Middle East and Asia, each making demands on a finite stockpile of weapons and munitions. All this being exacerbated by the potential of massive cyber strikes by advanced state actors like China that would have the potential to disrupt life as we know it thanks to all the internet-powered amenities that make the modern world possible. In a recent document, the U.S. Navy predicts that the use of non-kinetic effects and defense against those effects prior to and during kinetic exchanges will likely be the deciding factor in who prevails in any nascent conflict between the powers in Asia. The U.S. Navy sees cyber warfare as far more than networks and cybersecurity issues while neither governments nor businesses around the globe are ready to think in those terms yet. To read the full report please visit cypherma.com research. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast, and we'll see you soon with another research topic. This is the Cypherma Research Team signing off.